Lose the Cape Podcast, episode 167. We're back. It's 2019. We are so glad to be back, and we hope you love this episode as much as we do. Before we get started, if you haven't liked us on Facebook, please go over to Facebook and like the Lose the Cape page. If you haven't left us a review on iTunes. We would love your excellent review on iTunes. If you're new to the podcast, this podcast, Raising Up Women and Talking About the Issues That Impact Us Women as Mothers, we are so glad to have you as part of our crowd in 2019. And off we go. Welcome to the Lose the Cape podcast. Today we are doing special coverage of the Women's March and kicking off our 2019 season. We are so pleased to have you back and are very excited about our lineup and the content that we are bringing to you. I'm Alexa Bigwarf. I'm the host of the Lose the Cape podcast and we are really excited to have you if you are new to our show or if you're a longtime listener. We hope that you love the changes and the things that we are implementing implementing in the 2019 year. I'll be joined shortly to talk with my co-host Nancy Caviones about the Women's March, but we're kicking it off with a special series of clips and quick interviews that I was able to conduct at the 2019 Women's March in Washington, D.C. I was at the march and I took the opportunity to pull out my phone and to just quickly interview a wide variety of people of different races, ages, and even sexes to find out why they wanted to attend the march, what the issues were that they were so concerned about, and um, just have a little chat with them. So we've got some of that. We've got some of the actual um, noise basically being made at the march, some of the chants, and it's just a lot of fun. I'm really excited to bring this to you. And then Nancy and I are going to talk about our, our different experiences at the two marches. She went to the first one in 2017, and I just went to the most recent one in January 2019, and kind of kicking off our season, talking about the issues that are important to us, things that we want to be a part of, what's happening in our society, how we can be better moms, women, um, allies, and accomplices to other women in our in our country. So enjoy the show. We hope you enjoy it as much as we did putting it together. The 2019 Women's March, Washington, D.C. What's your name, first of all? Camille. Camille, why are you here today? Um, because I want to support women. And what's your biggest issue yeah. being discussed? Um, recognizing intersectionality and recognizing all types of women. I love it. I love it that girls, women of your age are talking about intersectionality. That's a really cool thing. What about you? Your name? Thank I'm, you. I'm Julia. And what's your biggest issue? Um, probably Donald Trump at the moment. <laughs> That's a big issue. It's just, yeah, all-encompassing. <laughs> a big issue. Uh-oh. Okay, and you? My name's Kenzie. And what's your biggest issue? Biggest issue is probably women's rights to safe and legal abortions. So what's your name? Charlene Ennis. How old are you? I am 67. And why are you here today? I'm here uh, in support of all my fellow women and to demonstrate against Donald Trump and his crazy administration. What's your biggest issue that you take to heart? Ethics in our government. Oh yeah, that's a big one. 
one of the younger girls might not be ready to appreciate yet, but <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. They'll get there. Just exactly. Like we all do. Exactly. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Hey, what's your name? Edward. Edward, why are you here today? I'm here in support of all the incredible women in my life. Well, I think it's fantastic that you're out here. Um, do you have one particular issue that uh, it gets gets you the worst? One particular, yeah, our president. That's what gets me the worst. <laughs> that's that's a very, the issue. That's I a think common if we answer. Resolve that issue. It'll fix it'll everything. Fix all the other issues I have right now. It's they, really simple. Yeah, we need to get out and vote and change that one core horrible issue. I agree. I agree. Thank you so much for being here. What's your name? I'm Laura. Okay, how old are you? 34. Where are you from? Illinois. Why did you come all the way to D.C. for the Women's March? So the Kavanaugh hearings just really got me fired up. I really thought this was our last chance to prove that women's voices mattered, that we were going to listen to women, um, and that I truly thought there was no way that we wouldn't listen to Dr. Blasey Ford, and then we didn't. Um, Kavanaugh was confirmed, and I was so disappointed that when we decided to come back in October, I was just so motivated by that and so disgusted that I knew I had to be here. I had to do something more than just post on Facebook because we have to let them know in whatever small way that we can that this is not okay, that we're not going away, that we're not going to tolerate this. And though they confirmed him that time, I hope that we send a message that there will be a next time. Um, let's see, what else would I ask you? Um, so was this your first march? It is, yeah. And what did you think of it? It was so empowering. It was just, there were moments where I really thought I was going to just start to cry, just to see all of the different signs and all these people brought together. Um, people who looked so different from each other, men and women, little kids, um, all for a common purpose. We want our voices to be heard. What would you say the most significant issue is for you when it comes to women's rights? Do you need an example? No, I'm really just thinking, you know, it's, I mean, I think we forget sometimes in our day-to-day -day lives that, especially if we're lucky enough to work in jobs, we're treated as equals, or we work with male colleagues, but at the end of the day, there are some major problems in the way that our government is run, in the way that our systems are run, and where women are not treated as equals. Um, and we have to send the message that that, that is not okay. That's a good, a good issue. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, tell everybody your name, please. My name is Mara. And where are you from? Uh, I'm from Oak Park, Illinois. And how old are you? 41. Whoop. Yay for the 40-year-olds, 40, 40 decades, the decades of the 40s. I don't know what I'm saying. Okay, so what made you come from Illinois all the way out to D.C. for this march? Uh, so I'm a mom and a pediatrician, and I um, am very upset by what I see as this administration's attack on our children um, in terms of its environmental policy, um, just ignoring the dangers of climate change, rolling back um, environmental protections, um, you know, stripping away health care and separating families at the border. Mm. Um, so th those all were motivating factors. 
Those are all super important issues. As a pediatrician, um, are there any healthcare issues that you also take issue with? Um, so it's really important to me that we move towards some form of universal health care coverage. Um, every other nation in the developed world has it, and most of those countries have better health care outcomes. I think it is better um, not just for women and children, though those are really important, but for men, for everyone in our society that we work towards taking better care, care of each other. Yeah, I agree. Was this your first march? Um, it wasn't my first march. I was actually here for the first one right after um, the inauguration in 2017. Um, but the vibe was very similar, um, very empowering, and really um, felt good to be among such a large and diverse group of um, like-minded people. Yeah, I think it's a pretty cool space. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Wasn't that fun? I had so much fun going back through these clips and editing them and pulling what I wanted to pull out. Now, hopefully, if you wanted to go and were bummed that you missed it, you feel like you got to take part in a little bit of the action. So we are about to have our actual podcast interview now where Nancy and I are discussing our thoughts and feelings about the Women's March, how different the 2017 and 2019 were. But before we hop into that, we would like to say that today's podcast is sponsored by Datebox with Valentine's Day right around the corner. If you maybe are on a budget or don't have a babysitter or can't get out of the house, think about Datebox. Head over to losethecape.com forward slash Datebox. Hey, Nancy, did I ever tell you about my Datebox experience? No, you didn't. So update me. How did it go? Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. Um, we actually, <laughs> we didn't ever get to do the games, just me and Jeff, which was too bad because they sent us this really cool casino set up. But um, we did, we did get it right around the time that everybody was coming in for the holidays. So we had a fantastic like casino night with my in-laws and my sister oh, really? and brother-in-law. It was so much fun. So when we got this box, it had everything in that that we needed to have a full on casino night. We had the felt layout, the felt thing so that we could play crap. That's so cool. Oh my gosh. It was awesome. All the um, chips, all the poker chips, all the dice, like everything you needed, all the cards cards, um, an instruction book, and then um, materials for us to make chocolate martinis. Uh, Non-alcoholic, of course, they didn't send the alcohol. But <laughs> it was so much fun. I hope it, you added the alcohol. <laughs> well, I haven't made them yet. We are saving that for when we actually play casino night. Just kidding. Oh, yeah. That could get a little awkward with the in-laws. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it was really fun. So this box has all the materials that you need for the funnest date ever. That's not something you would do on your own. Plus it has, a, if it's if it's a, something that requires explanation, it has the little bo um, booklet with instructions. And then it also has like guiding questions. So like if you haven't been on a date with your spouse in a while and don't know what to talk to them about that isn't related to your children... Like, Except the kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It gives you some really fun, like, prompting questions. Anyway, I'm really excited about getting another box um, because 
one, you can put the kids to bed and still have a really fun date night, right? Yeah. Home, right. And each month it's a completely different theme that comes with everything you need. They've done escape the room themes. They've done this casino night theme. So I've actually just ordered mine with Valentine's day coming up. I'm really excited to see what comes. In I need to do that. I mean, well, I'm such a tight budget right now that we are not really going out. Oh my gosh, well, this would be perfect to like. Because they gave us a 50% off coupon for your first order. I'm on it. Yes, go to to losethecape.com forward slash date box. Click on our link over there and then make sure that, or go to straight to um, getdatebox.com and use the coupon code losethecape50 and it will give you half off your first box so you can have a really fun date night for 20 bucks that's amazing yeah you can't and do that no and you're gonna have Talk such a, great a cheap time. date <laughs> no, exactly all right lose forward slash date box Let's talk about the Women's March. Nancy, you were lucky enough to get to go to the original one in 2017? 2016. No, 2017. 2017. What was that like? Um, I mean, in 2017, people were so... I mean, the energy was, like, amazing. And it was, um, you know, and it was before... It was before all, like, the controversy and stuff started about the Women's March leadership. So, you know, it felt, like, really good to be there. I went with, like, my mom and my stepmom and my sisters and my niece. And it was, like, so amazing. And there were so many people there. Like, you couldn't even call it a march because you couldn't march. We were just standing there the whole time. That's what I heard. There were so many people. That's what I heard. It sounded amazing. Um, we'll get back to the controversy thing because, I, I mean, at the point at that at that time, it was brand new, so there was yeah. nothing to be controversial about. Right. Anybody else knew? Except, you know, uh, uni- un- being united in our hatred. <laughs> I know. You know what? Okay, so I do want to talk about this part because it is Trump that mot- Trump's um, inauguration that motivated all of this stuff to happen, but wasn't um uh, and so so like i'm torn because i really really well i i dislike trump just personally but i don't want that to be like the motivating factor for everything right. you do you know like i really really am impassioned impassioned about women's rights in general no matter who's there in yeah. power um, i think it just gave us like the kind of like the kick push. in the ass yeah. that we did you know, because I mean, probably something like the Women's March was inevitable, like it was coming. Right. But we we have got, we've been spoiled, yeah. you know, and, you know, we've been, you know, allowed to like live in our bubble and believe that like things are pretty good. And then you have like this blatant display of like, you know, um, misogynism and stuff. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I agree. Well, it's really interesting, though, because uh, neither of us went to the next year, to the 2018 one. And then 2019, um, my friend Mara, who you would have heard her, I interviewed her in the opening clips. She's the pediatrician. She reached out to me. She's super passionate about this, all of this stuff. And she was like, I'm getting a room. I've booked a room. Who's coming to join me? So I was like, heck yeah, let's do this. Um, I was was envious that I didn't get to go 
the first one or the second one. Um, so I decided to go. And, you know, it's funny because as much as we talk about current events on this show and like things that are happening like globally and all that kind of globally within America, so globally might not be the right word, but, you know, big picture stuff, like I avoid the news these days because I just can't. I can't consume it. Like it's so stressful. Like I, I can feel my anxiety rising. Like right. every single time. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I can't do this. Like I have a family to take care of. I need to like focus. Yeah. Right. So I didn't. I didn't pay attention to all of the like, and and when I am watching the news, it's like the big picture news. Like I was right. aware there was a government shutdown. You know, I'm not that far out of the picture. <laughs> But I wasn't paying attention to the fact that there was all of this squabbling going on inside the Women's March movement. Yeah. um, You know, so, okay, first of all, I want to give my impressions of the event before I go into this. I was just blown away by the emotions that I felt at being at this event. I mean, it's amazing. Like, you don't realize like how how emotional it's gonna be yeah so I had a hard time like not crying just the entire time like I would get all choked up and then I would see a group of of women and what the coolest thing was that it was women of all different ages races um I mean, just nationalities, like there were non-Americans or immigrants or, you know, illegal or not. I don't know. I didn't quiz them. But, um, you know, people there that were obviously like like new to America, um, just there were young men, there were old men, there were, I mean, it was just, it was so crazy. And we were all there to support women. What I felt um, a lot of solidarity from political standpoints, as in most of the people there um represent all the same viewpoints that I have, which was nice, but also a little bit sad to me because as you and I have discussed, like, you don't have to be liberal to be an activist. Like you don't have to be liberal to want to move forward with women's rights. Um, All of us, all women should want to be treated equally and to be paid equally. And I cannot imagine any woman who doesn't support the idea of paid maternity leave and sick leave and even some, you know, then it's more liberal when you start looking at paid paternity leave and all those kinds of stuff. Like I just, I have a hard time imagining any woman who wouldn't want equal pay, maternity leave, healthcare for her children, healthcare for herself, you know, all these types of issues. Just like I, I like go, it's so hard for me to understand that there are women out there that just, I don't even know how to, like, describe them. I, like, don't understand. Why wouldn't you want to have, you know, get paid, you know, what you should be paid for your work? Why should... I, I can't... Like, I can't even form the words. It's, right. I can't wrap my head around it. Right. Why wouldn't you want an environment where you don't have to be put up with somebody grabbing your butt or calling you baby doll or whatever? Now, I will say... Like there are varying differences. Like I honestly, I never had a problem. I have worked when I when before I left and started my own business. I have always worked in a world dominated by men. 
I worked, I was in the military for seven years and then I was in Homeland Security and worked out of our state law enforcement division for three years, three and a half years. So like those worlds, they are, they are boys worlds. Right. And it was me and a bunch of men. And, um, for the most part, I had no problems. Unfortunately, I left my last job because of a sexual harassment incident that happened to one of my coworkers that impacted a lot of us, which is a whole nother story. But, um, for the most part, I didn't have any problems. I'm in South Carolina. Like it's totally normal for people to call each other, honey, darling. Like this, yeah. those are kind of normal, right? So I didn't care when I went to go visit a sheriff's department in, in the low country, if they called me darling, as long as they were respectful of me. Like it wasn't like, oh, hi, darling. Like, okay, you're just a silly little girl. You can tell when people are talking to you like that as opposed yeah. to just like, well, hello, darling. It's so good to see you. What'd you bring for us today? That kind of thing. Like it didn't bother me. So that whole point to say like, there's a difference. There's like, I understand the like not getting your panties on a wad over somebody calling you honey or something like that. As yeah. opposed to some women who are downright opposed to ever being called anything other than their name or whatever. And I get that too. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but. it just all had to do with like what you're comfortable with. I mean, I feel like, you know, somebody could call me honey and I could feel one way. And then somebody else could call me honey and I could be like, yeah. oh, that's gross. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but when it came to the point of one of my coworkers telling another one of my coworkers that if she didn't do something a specific way, he was going to twist her bleeping nipple off. That was across the line. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> and I can't imagine why any woman would not want to um, fight for an environment where that's unacceptable and not tolerated. And, um, and, and there are women out there who aren't on board with that yet. So it's, I think there are women out there that really, I don't know if they suffer from low self-esteem or they've been brainwashed or they just, you know, have some kind of belief that women are just naturally, you know, inferior to men. I don't, you know, I, but I guess they're out there because they voted yeah. for Trump. So. <laughs> okay, so where I was kind of going with that is that like it, the one like tinge of sadness that I had was that I wish that it was truly um, women united, not just liberal women united. And I can't yeah. tell you that there were no conservative women out there because there may have been groups of conservative women that were that were marching for their rights as women, because I do know plenty of, of conservative women who, who are concerned with these types of issues as well. They may not be on the same page with some of the bigger ticket items like abortion or women's rights or anything like that, but, but there's some commonality, right? But the deeper sadness was this, whatever it was that went down within the organization of the Women's March that caused a lot of, um, like supposedly Deborah Messing and Alyssa Milano were supposed to be keynote speakers at our march and they both pulled out because of anti-Semitism remarks within. And like, so I still haven't gone through and really, really dug into all of it. I know that there was a connection with some of the leaders to Louis Farrakhan and some comments that were made that were really offensive and, it just, it made me so sad. Like, so I'm there at this March and I'm like super excited and super like just 
I mean, high on life. If anyone saw the pictures that I posted, like I was literally glowing and it was not just because it was 30 degrees outside and raining. (laughs) I was so happy and excited to be there. But on the other hand, I felt really sad that overall, like we still cannot figure it out as women. Yeah. I mean, it's just our differences aside. Yeah, I know. And I just, you know, and I feel like a similar kind of sadness because I feel like I so badly want to support the women's march and the organization without any kind of reservation, but like that whole, and you know, the anti-Semitism thing was like really a person like, to you, I'm sure. Right, personal to me. And so I was like, why, why did this have to be tarnished? You know what I mean? Like why, you know, and the thing is that, that it just would have been so easy for the leadership to be, I mean, somebody explained, I read something recently, I'll have the link to it in the show notes, about why you need to understand um, where Tamika Mallory is coming from when she um, talks about her connection with Louis Farrakhan. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, so are you telling me that there's no other role model for the black community except this man that spews vile hatred against Jews and gay people. Yeah. Like, it's just, you know, and I'm, like, trying really hard to kind of, like, understand both viewpoints. But at the same time, I'm like, it would not have been difficult for Tamika Mallory to just be, like, you know, this is how I feel about Louis Farrakhan, and I understand that he said these really hateful things, but, or something like that, but she, like, didn't do that. She just says, I'm not anti-Semitic, but at the same time, you're calling Louis Farrakhan the GOAT, like, the greatest of all time, and it's just like, really? There's nobody else? I mean, why, I mean... I mean, there have got to be better leaders out there that are not so that are not full of hatred. As far as I know, Martin Luther King Jr. was not anti-Semitic. <laughs> so, I mean, Uh-oh. why can't you be quoting him? And I don't know if they were looking. See, it's hard for me to speak on this topic because I don't know the situation and I don't want to say something that's um, ill-informed or stupid. I do know that what I asked a couple of friends who are really following everything closely um, And the answer that I got was that because of that connection and that anti-Semitism that he, that he spreads, that's why a lot of, of the Jewish women were very offended as they should be. I mean, if, if, if one of their connections was somebody who was like, you know, down with the white person, I'd be super offended as well, you know? Um, But, but uh, some of the other things that were said were things like, um, they had chosen to take a trip to Palestine and there were a lot of people that were really upset with that because of the relationship with Palestine and in Israel and all of that kind of stuff. And they said that that they felt that was uh, misunderstood because this particular area of Palestine was like really suffering and it wasn't a political statement. It was a help these people, you know, and that part, that whole Palestine issue comes from um, Linda Sarsour, who was like one of the other, um, one of the other organizers of the march, and I mean, I have to say that 
the Israeli-Palestine conflict is so complicated for people <laughs> to understand that it's, I just feel like it's best to, unless you're there, unless you're Palestinian, <laughs> unless you're Palestinian or Israeli, you really need to like step back and not be a part of this conversation unless you have an intimate, intimate understanding. I mean, I myself, like, don't talk about the conflict because I find it difficult to understand. It's hard to read through all the media reports and find impartial information about the right. conflict. Right. And, you know, Linda Sarsua is, I believe she's Palestinian. So it just oh, makes sense okay. well, yeah. that she, you know, <laughs> and I think the issue that, the, that people have is that oftentimes, pro-Palestinian rhetoric very quickly veers into anti-Semitic rhetoric. Sure. Like, it's a very well, fine line. It's a 2,000-year-old so, conflict of them hating and killing each other. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, that's one of those things. It's like, it's, it's so crazy to me, the situation and, like, how quickly it can get out of control. And if she is Palestinian and wanting to help and support her own people, like, I feel like people should be able to take a step back and realize and understand that. But once again, like I don't have any skin in the game. So it's really easy for me to say that without mm -hmm. understanding all of those back and forth. But it, it, it makes me wonder, like, is it even possible to, if some, if a conflict like that, that is for many of us, actually removed like even jewish people are not all from israel right so right. so i mean it, you know it, it, it's I mean, like genetically i write genetically all jews are descended from judea you know but there's been like what we call a diaspora which means that like we have like migrated and spread all over the world and stuff and but yeah most jews are not Israeli, right? But people have a hard time separate because yeah. Israel is like the land the of the Jewish land. people. Right. right? People have a hard time separating it. Right. Like you know, they get upset. They don't understand that just because you criticize the Israeli government doesn't mean you're that, a bad like, Jew. <laughs> right, that you're criticizing Jews. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know, like I mean, plenty of Jewish people criticize the Israeli government, but. Right. You know, I guess the issue really comes in, like, what language are you using to criticize the government? Right. No, it's, yeah. it's also tangled. It's also tangled, which kind of, you know, I didn't mean to get into some, like, big international discussion here or po political discussion on it. <laughs> but it, it leads to the point of, like, how – it leads to the point of what I want to make, which is there's there's no simple lines on any topic like Not. so easy to, to get um, just intermingled in a bunch of crap that you did not mean to get intermingled in when yeah. you, by saying, by saying something that is hurtful or upsetting. And so, so another example of this is that I came back from the March and um, I'm friends with Julie Lieberman Neal and she's very much a mentor to me um, in terms of like, trying to be a voice and she's very, very, very active in trying to be a, boy, a voice against police brutality and supporting women of color and, you know, really, really 
trying to do good things in society. And um, so I told her that I'd gone to the march and I showed her a picture and she was like, I'm curious um, about the pink hats. Why are, were a lot of people still wearing the pink hats? And I'm like, what's wrong with the pink hats? I thought those were the hats of the movement. Like, like I was like, oh no, don't tell me there's something else that I screwed up here. She was like, I noticed you're not wearing a pink hat though, so that's okay. And I was like, I'm only not wearing a pink hat because the person on the street selling them sold me a black hat and that's what was available and it was 30 <laughs> degrees outside. You know, I was like, I didn't even know there was a controversy with the pink hat. And it turns out that there's a controversy with the pink hat too. And I, I don't even remember what it was that she said. No, I think it had something to do with, um, you know, not, I guess not all women like have vaginas or something like that. Like it represents, what? white. <laughs> it represents, Sorry. It represents like cisgender. Oh, okay. 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 Or something like that. Okay. I, uh, I can't remember. I mean, my stepmother wore a pink pussy hat when we went. But that was like before, you well, know. See, I didn't even know what the representative. Okay, so I went way back in ignorance. Like I didn't even know why the pink hat. I thought just because pink, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. What's it so called? It was, the pus- it's called the pussy hat. Well, I know that now, but <laughs> I didn't know that. I was like, because I was looking around and I was like, these are really oddly shaped hats. I was like, what's the significance of the hat? And they were like, oh, it's supposed you know, to be. I have to say, like, I don't know, like the pussy. I don't know anybody whose pussy looks like that. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's a play on words. It's supposed to look like a cat, like a pussy cat hat, ears, but a. Uh, so it's, oh. yeah, 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 but hilarious. Um, so <laughs> I didn't know any of these things. So I was feeling really stupid. And, you know, the thought that I had o- over all of this was just extreme disappointment um, because I had had been so fired up so fired up about the fact that I was going, I was doing this thing. I was like, walking I was so excited. I was so yeah. excited. And then to find out that there's all these things happening in the background was really deflating. So I made a commitment to myself. I said, one, I'm going to make a, an effort to be more educated about the things that I'm participating in, because if it's sending a particular message to people then I want to make sure that I'm at least saying why I'm a part of something and why I'm doing what I'm doing, right? And that um, right. that's that's my responsibility. That's my responsibility to understand why people are having these discussions and why people are offended. And even if I don't understand it or cannot, um, can't don't have a fight and don't have a place in the discussion, you know, I should I should at least get educated on it, right? And then second is that. I don't care about the controversy. I'm all about supporting women's rights and I can still do that and still participate in things and make that my still, you know, still moving forward and doing those things and using the tools that are available. Cause it's, it's just disappointing that people would get so caught up in all the BS. I mean, because as as dismayed we might be by all like the controversy that has come up around the women's march, the fact is, is that it got a lot of women out there. I mean, Absolutely. contacting their, um, contacting their um, representatives mm-hmm. stuff and, you know, saying, you know, and putting the issues at the forefront. So yeah. I, you can feel good about that part. Yeah, you know? I do. I, I do. I, I overall feel very good about participating and about going. And, and you know, I think that um, there were actually – a lot of Jewish women who showed up to the march after all. And yeah. they, 
and they did, they wore, um, they wore things to make sure that people knew that they were Jewish or held signs that said, I'm Jewish and I'm still supporting this. We're Jewish women and we're still supporting all women or something like that. So that was good to see that, um, that there were other people who decided to rise above. Yeah. The cattiness. I mean, I guess, you know, I guess, you know, I just, it, it like lost the sheen, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. know, I know exactly what you mean because it, that's what happened. Like, I'm glad I didn't know about any of this stuff before I went. Like, it just, like, it just came up. Like, I think you mentioned something to me like the day or two before when I said I was getting ready to leave. You were like, have a good time. I'm not going. I'm still trying to decide if I'm going to be part of it this year. And that's when I first realized there was an issue. And it made me very sad, but <laughs> I know I like didn't want to like, I was like so genuinely excited for you to go because I just remember what it felt like to be like literally drowning in a sea of women Yeah, that, uh, you know, and, and being in a crowd of women is so different from being in a crowd of men and women Yeah, or even like just men, like they're just some kind of, it feels safer. Yeah, I agree. We were able to um, to actually march. So there, there were a lot of people and it took a long time to get it going, but they did actually have a route and we were actually able to move and to go out on this route and we marched down towards the Capitol, the U.S. Capitol, which was just kind of incredible in itself as an American citizen to have this moment of absolute power of we are showing our government that we have a voice and we're going to flip and use it, you know? Yeah. So, so that was pretty, pretty cool. And then of course we munched, we munched, we marched right by the, um, the Trump building and there was like, <laughs> everybody a, flipped the bird? <laughs> Oh my goodness. There was a legit protest. Like there were some people who stood there and just yelled and protested with their signs most people just moved on did by they have did they have the people there this year that were all dressed in black i did not see that we did go by one place that said um uh the, the one place that had just one group one very small group of counter protesters and they had they had signs that said something like uh um Oh, I don't remember what they were saying, but they were like, you know, Jesus would tell you that you're a sinner for protesting or, you know, things like that, you know, and I was just like, or, or pro uh, uh, women who, uh, something like they, we were the terrorists and, um, yeah, so it was, you know, the, but it was a very small group for the most part. I mean, it was very peaceful demonstrations. Wow. Everybody uh, felt what? Were you able, you know, when I went, like, it was so crowded and I was so far back that, like, I couldn't even see the speakers on the Jumbotron. Were so you they didn't, I don't know what happened with the speaker thingies. So I don't know. They didn't, they didn't, um, they didn't do any presentations before the march. And, okay. um, and it was so cold outside and I was with a pregnant woman and we got to the point where we could break off. Like we did, we marched for about, we were out there for probably about two and a half hours. And then we got to the point where she really was starting to get tired and need a bathroom. So we broke off before it returned all the way back. So we missed, if there were speakers after that, we missed out. And I don't know what happened because I had heard there were some people that had canceled out and yeah. stuff like that. I didn't know so. that, that there were people that like, 
backed out of speech. Well, actually, no, that's not true. I think I didn't know that, but I just didn't know who. Yeah. So, so anyway, it was exciting. It really revved up my engines for being a part of the process for why it's so, and, and really, really for why it's so important for us to understand each other. I mean, just even like having this conversation about why Jewish women were so upset about what was happening. I mean, I think that's important yeah. for everybody to understand because otherwise you're just like, oh, they're all just being. Yeah. I mean, because like, I just feel like some, like especially when it comes to anti-Semitism, it's almost like people feel about anti-Semitism the way we feel about measles. Like, wait, we eradicated that a long time ago, so we don't really have to worry about it. But right. obviously both are coming back strong. Right. right. <laughs> totally. But I'm curious to know just um, in general, you know, so one of the complaints about the Women's March is that it was very white. So when you were there in that crowd, like, what were you... You know, what was your impression? Like, if you heard somebody complain that the women's march is very white, what would you say to that after having been to it? Um, it was, I would say, from where I was standing, again, you know, the crowd was so thick that you really were banded with whomever was around you in that particular area. There was... Um, there was where I was standing, there definitely was a larger amount of, of white women, but there were, there were, there were lots of black women there too. And women of color, Indian women and others. But I did notice that when I was there, I did notice that, that it seemed like it was um, in the area that I was, it seemed like there were more white women than women of color. But um but there were, you know, I'm hoping that that was just a, a portion of this, of where I was standing. Yeah. But there were, I mean, there were some large representations and uh, um, men of color and, um, you know, so, but yeah, I, I can understand that. And I guess I think our challenge is like how we, which is why I'm really excited about the episode with Desiree Peter Campbell, because we talk with her about being accomplices more so than just allies but like how we figure it out so that we can still show up for things like this and still support without it being necessarily about race or ethnicity. Yeah. You know, can we ever get to the point where we're just super happy to see women out marching for women's rights? And obviously yeah. there's always going to be differences between us. And I'm not trying to minimize that. I'm just saying like for, one event can we just say does it matter does it ma does it matter what your skin color is or your or your ethnicity or your religion I, mean, I think that you know that is like something that we can aspire to yeah. but um and i'm going to link to this and yeah and i'm going to link to this in the show notes but you know one of the things that i have realized this year is that even if you don't think of yourself, even if you are not like a white supremacist, like you still, you still um, have to acknowledge the ways in which you benefit from white privilege. And so that is like, that is like the thing that came up around the Women's March is, yeah. you know, how much of this is, you know, white women being ignorant of their privilege. And stuff. Yeah. 
and I guess my goal would be to somehow figure out how we can say, you know what, um, I recognize white privilege. I'm not here because of, I, I'm, you know, I was there because I wanted to support all women and all right. women's issues. And I felt a little bit sad that I was um, being, a, being, being judged, I guess, if I'm being honest about my feelings, like, that that was a weight over us, that people were saying there's too many white women. And my question would be, so what do we do? I think that, um, you know, they're just saying you need to do more work. And actually one of the things that I'm going to link to is this um, workbook from an activist named Leila Saad. Mm -hmm. And she has a workbook called um, Me and White Supremacy. Yes, you've talked about this, and I'm really yeah. interested in looking into it because, you know, link. That, that's yeah. great. Definitely do, because I want to be doing all the right things. Yeah. And, um, but and we can't, we can't ever, I mean, we could try to do the right thing, but, but you know, but we can't ever, we're not going to be perfect. You know right. what I mean? Exactly. We're all like learning and figuring exactly. that out and trying to do like undo centuries and centuries of in the image. Right. Yeah. You know, we just have well, to be do the work. I think it's all that people are. Do the work. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I agree. And that's what this year's focus is all about is, um, is understanding, learning from people that are different from us and figuring out how to do the work so that we can try and start to fix these long, long, long generational breakage is whatever the word is. So it's going to be a great season. We've got some really fun stuff coming up and we can't, well, really fun, really interesting, really informative stuff coming up and we can't wait to share it with you. Yeah. I'm so excited. We have such a great lineup coming up. See you next time. Bye.